Welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. On today's episode, we talk about sketchy situations, including stories of weird phenomenon, creepy experiences, some with no explanation, some that seem to be ghosts, and maybe one with a guardian angel. Brian shares what risky lengths he was willing to go to to, well, get a piece of ass, and he gives us the skinny on dirty massage parlors. That leads into a longer discussion on happy ending massages. How do you know a place offers the service? Do they do it on women? Because I'm super curious. The variety of his experiences, money spent, and that he faced up to calling it an addiction. We talk about why people are inclined to pay for touch and what Brian experienced as a massage therapist non-sexually. Join us to hear the details on these stories and more. Welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. It's me, Tess, and Monica, and Brian. Hello. How's everyone doing tonight? Good. We're great. It's cold. It is cold. It's cold in California, too, so I can't imagine how cold it is mm-hmm. over there. Don't talk about cold. I'm in Reno, for crying out loud. It's <laughs> freaking freezing here, people. <laughs> it's worse than New Jersey. Uh, yeah. Today, it's pretty cold in Jersey. It's it's windy cold, which is the worst kind of cold. Oh. Mm. I wish I was in that cold. So talk about chilling. Today, we're going to, we decided we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, Brian, help me out. What are we going to talk about? Like, we're going to talk about like spooky situations, creepy situations. Exactly. Exactly. That we've gotten ourselves yep, into. Like, you know, unbeknownst to you or, you know, you said, you know, this could be a little bit sketchy, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, those kind of scenarios. Uh, roll the dice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know that I Unless something comes to me while you're talking, I, I don't put myself in a lot of creepy situations or risky situations, so I don't know what I have to contribute, but definitely I'm very interested in hearing what stories you guys have, and uh, if something comes to me, I'll share it. I have sure. one major story, but hopefully I can think of something once Brian and, and we well, all start Do you talking. want to think of your major story first? You want to tell us your major story first? But it's only first? one story. What if I only have one story? I'm gonna be you, want you want to save you it for save later it? in the episode? I mean, I it's not like I got a thousand, Monica. <laughs> okay. So so this is a this is a story that I had when I there was a hurricane here in Jersey in 2011, Hurricane Irene. And I have to say it was a low IQ story for me because I shouldn't have done what I did. But I did it anyway. <laughs> so I was by myself. I know my boys at that time, they would go and stay at the weekend with their dad. And it was Hurricane Irene and it was raining really hard outside. I had just taken myself to my room and in my room, uh, my window, my main window uh, looks out into the side street of my house. So I, I, I was about to go to sleep. I was about to turn off the light. And all of a sudden I hear somebody yelling, help help in in the street goodness that is Mm -hmm. spooky (laughs) so a little bit of a backstory here a year before that my neighbor her this is a really sad story my neighbor's mom was climbing up the ramp to her house and she had a heart attack and my neighbor my you know her daughter was calling help help at the top of her lungs and nobody heard her oh wow Wait, but is this the help no, you heard? Yeah. No, this was, was like, a year before. Past. That so is I think so I think I had that in my head that I felt so bad that she had yelled for help and I did not hear her that night and her mom died. Oh man. On the on the stairs because she couldn't get her back and she yelled for help and nobody came. But it was to be fair, right. it was two o'clock in the morning. So I mean everybody sleep. Yeah. But that night it was like if I'm gonna say eleven thirty and I heard out the out of my window, help, help. So I looked out my window and everybody's light, you know, people with their lights, their, their porch lights and stuff. I saw mm-hmm. a woman with an umbrella walking in the middle of the street. She was in, she was in like, like she was, it was summertime. It was like August. So she had shorts, but she had a rain jacket on. It was like, light and this color. was in your neighborhood. This was in my neighborhood on the street, right by my house, like on the side of my, cause my, my house is on a corner. Yeah. Listen, Monica lives in a pretty normal, you know, this isn't where you very find a homeless person walking down the road no. being weird. No, 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 you can't. No, it, it's not like a ritzy area or anything, but it's a, it's a, it's a normal yeah, I, suburban neighborhood. Yep. Right. So she's what I see her walking down the street and I know I saw her walking down the street and I opened the window and I said, do you need something? And she just kept walking and she just kept saying, help, help. So I thought like she needed something. And I I had that memory in the back of my head that my neighbor died a year ago. So I this is where I lost my IQ points. I ran out. I ran down the stairs. I put on like a raincoat. I ran down the stairs and I, I went out to the side street and she was just walking away. And I said, do you need, and I was yelling at her at the top of my lungs, do you need help? Do you need help? 
You didn't she dream did not- this, Monica? This is real? No, this was real. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure it was real. Uh she she just kept walking down the side street. So when I went out the front of my house, I turned left and that would take me to the side of to the side street where she was walking. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got down and everything, she was already like halfway down the block, right? That side street. So she was pretty far distance. But I, I was yelling at her at the top of my lungs, like, do you need help? Is something wrong? So and she didn't she disappear just, or anything. She no. just kept walking. She just kept walking. But she didn't answer you. No. She had an umbrella. She was just walking in the middle of the hurricane, walking down the street, just kept walking. And I just saw her go away. And I, 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 I was didn't want to. in the middle of a hurricane? Yeah. I the didn't rain. chase her. It's not I abnormal. didn't chase her. I was about to, but then it was like, it was so windy. I was afraid a tree was going to fall on me or something because it was a hurricane. So and what I'm time just, of night was this? This was like at 1130 at night. She never answered. She me. never answered me. She just kept walking. I saw her yelling yeah. help. And it was like in a, in a, in like, hell. So maybe she was a little bit mentally unstable. I think so. I think, I think maybe. something was wrong. I like, like no, maybe I she, mean, was a, she had like, I don't a, mean that as like an she insult, had like but... Alzheimer's or or dementia. Is she older maybe, or younger? Maybe she was just singing a Beatles song, Help, and that's all you kept hearing the shout. <laughs> help! Help! She, you know? she help. definitely, I mean, because I couldn't see, I would say she had blonde hair, but she could have had white hair and she could have been older, but she wasn't, it wasn't like she was walking like a, like an older person where they're bent and, you know, the, like their joints hurt. She, yeah. she was walking. Probably hard to gauge. She was walking yeah. slow, yeah. but straight. You know, standing up straight. But she just kept walking away, yelling, help, help, help. And she never heard me call out she to ne- her. She like, never heard you. You didn't want to take the risk to run down the street and like get in her face and say, stop yelling, help. What do you need? I you just so said, now, nah, fuck that. I got to the end of the road. I'm going running. back in. It's raining. <laughs> so that you just call 911 yes. and you say, there's some weirdo out in a I hurricane. That. Somebody That's might want to check it out. No IQ points that night. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. We got it. We just got a call from I a neighbor. Somebody's saying, do you need help? Do you need help? She's the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Somebody, the neighbor. The neighbors just saw you yelling, Monica. Oh, God. I hope not. Right I now, hope she was real. They're telling the story the other way from your, yeah. you know, seeing your perspective. <laughs> Crazy woman. So I'm, what, 51? This was uh, 10 years ago. So I was 41. I wasn't that old. So I, I didn't look that old. I didn't think that mean you were old, Monica. I just thought it was funny. So, You're the weirdo out in the hurricane asking, yeah, do you need help? I don't, know do you what, need- I don't know what I was thinking. I just, I guess I just had it in my head that she's, she was calling out for help. And I felt bad that my neighbor's mother had died the year before. Yeah, I stayed with you. So you wanted to handle this yeah, situation. Yeah, I didn't, I wanted I totally to hear her help. I wanted to help her out. So that, that's, that's good, my story. You're, you're a good story. Samaritan, Monica. That is kind yeah, of creepy. I, I risked my life going it, out there. Yeah, there's some creepiness. <laughs> yep. That was creepy. I never found out who that woman was, by the way. Never. And I've looked around my neighborhood. And if she survived. I, I mm-hmm. know. Right. She had an umbrella, so at least she had that going for her. <laughs> yeah, but in a hurricane, an umbrella sometimes isn't a whole lot of protection. Maybe she was a ghost. I don't know. I don't believe in ghosts, but. Maybe she wasn't real. Maybe she was a ghost. You don't I believe know, in baby. ghosts, Monica? Nah. Nah. Yeah. Oh, boy, I do. Nope. Totally. Nope. So I guess I have had experiences. I I, I yeah. totally believe in ghosts. But anyway, that's kind of different than the creepy you had in mind, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually had those kind of things happen to me when I was a custodian. When I was like 19 years old, um, oh, yeah. I worked at a, at the Votech uh, in in town. Late night. Yeah, I was I was working the midnight shift. Empty hall. And yeah, it was creepy, right? <laughs> I go up the, the first story. I'll, I'll make it real quick. I went up this. They had um, an auditorium and it had a catwalk around the top. And the one guy that was in charge of that building, he said to me, he goes, you ever been up there? I said, no. He says, well, let's go up there and check it out. So I climbed up there and he was like, oh, hold on a second. I got to do whatever you need to do. So I get up and I turn around and I can see the length of the catwalk that goes all the way out over the auditorium. And there were some curtains in front of where the state, the sound stage was up, up at the top. And I see this black shadowy figure like mm-hmm. looking at me and then oh, kind of go behind the curtain. Right. And I was like, Okay, maybe that was just my imagination. That was creepy. So I said, Dave, you coming up here? He goes, yeah, coming up. So I turn back around and as I'm looking, the shadow figure is back in the same spot, but looking at me and I can't see a face. All I could see is this black shadow and I see the curtain literally getting drawn in front of the face. Like he was kind of like leaning back and going behind the curtain. And at that point, (laughs) I was like, oh my God, there's somebody up here. So I told them like real like 
kind of be a smart, ah, Dave, you know, forget it. I don't want to come down. So when I got to the bottom of the staircase, I was like, there's somebody up there. So we called the cops. That's how sure I was somebody was up there. And the cops went up and we didn't leave the area. It's not like we left the area. We stayed at the bottom of the the ladder, the stairwell, in case somebody did come down. And the cops went up there and there was nobody there. So I'm telling you, I do believe that there's some weird shit out there. If it was somebody else telling the story, I'd be like, you're full of shit. There's no way that happened. You're like, I saw it. I saw it. I'm telling you, it was creepy. Yeah. And in that same, like in that same building, one we used to sleep on the couches. On like it was midnight, right? So we'd get our stuff done, and we just sleep on the couches in the in the teachers' lounges and stuff. So one day, my buddy was laying on one couch, and I'm laying on the other couch. And he's like, "Dude, are you gonna pick something out of that vending machine or not? You're driving me crazy walking back and forth in that light." And I said, "Dude, I'm right here." And he turned, he jumped up. He goes. There's somebody freaking oh, walking back and forth in front of that thing. And there was nobody in there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Wow. And he wasn't on any kind of like uh, hallucinogenic drugs. No. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, this is the, 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 the start. This was the creepiest one at that same building. This is the last one I have. This girl, I was in a band, a heavy metal band we talked about, right? And there was a girl that used to hang out with us. And one of her best friends was killed in a car accident. And she went to that Votech and I didn't know who she was. So the one day I went down to the gymnasium and the, and the gym teacher used to have all these yearbooks stacked up. So I went in there and I looked up the person, you know, I was looking for the persons to see what she looked like. And while I was looking, I see this picture and I read the name and it was her. But the minute before I even read the name, I saw this picture and I get this whiff of like perfume. Now the, the, te- the teacher that was the gym teacher smoked like a chimney. And this is back in the day where you could smoke in your offices and stuff. And in the middle of that smoke, I smelled this sweet smell of perfume. It was like weird. So I, I wound up leaving. I was like, that's too creepy for me. And then I went back and did my stuff. But I was at band practice that week and our friend came over and she was just distraught about it and everything. And I said, Oh my God. I said, it was so weird. I was telling her that story and she starts crying. She's like, <clears throat> I'm going to be right back. So she goes, she leaves. We, we're, we're practicing. She comes back and she goes, is this what you smell? And she gives me her wrist. And I was like, no, that's not what I smell. Uh, she's like, okay, because this is just one of the perfumes that I had. She goes, well, what about this one? And she puts it on her neck. And I, she, I lean over and I smell her neck. It was the same exact smell I smelt in that office. And I go, that's the smell. And she said, she starts crying hysterically. And she says, I went to her house the other day. And her mom said, take what you want. I know you love that perfume she used to wear all the time. So you should take her perfume. So I literally smelt the same perfume on her neck that I smelt in that freaking gym locker room. It was wow. freaky. Yeah. So that is I freaky. believe that there's something out there. So, oh, yeah. I mean, making me think of like last night, I had not a scary ghost story, but a scary, a scary episode. I was you know out why walking. Brad ran out of batteries. No. <laughs> Brian, I know that's terrible. Uh, mine is rechargeable, by the way. But still, I have to remember to charge it because I have forgotten to charge it sometimes and then this stupid thing dies. Yeah. yeah, I got smart enough to get one that I can use while it's plugged in. Oh, I have, yeah, just a small cable, that's all. Anyway, okay, we're about to start the same time. thing. Yeah. Here it comes. Anyway, Here it comes, Tess. But anyway, but anyway uh, I was out walking my maniac dog last night and and as I'm walking him, there was this, uh, I was passing this cul-de-sac that was not well lit uh, in my neighborhood. And I'm walking with him and all of a sudden he starts just going crazy, like with the growling and the pulling at my, at the leash. And I'm like, what the heck, dog? What are you doing? And he didn't stop. So I realized, okay, he's seeing something I'm not seeing. Was and it so a lady I, an umbrella? No, no. <laughs> he, he, I looked, I couldn't see because it was too dark. And I just kept looking. What is he looking at? What does he see? And he just kept growling at it. And I looked and there was a shadowy, some type of shadowy animal, like walking in the middle of the street. And it the was Jersey big. Devil? No, nah, I don't think so. But it was big. <laughs> it was, uh, it could have been a loose dog, somebody's loose dog, but it was a big creature and it was coming towards us. And I was like, oh God, because my dog is a maniac. He, he will not back down. <laughs> he will fight and attack and do whatever he has to. So you got attacked by a shadow figure? No, I just, what I did was I started yelling at it because I saw it was coming towards me. You're yelling, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> it was just a, a shadow figure. And I just yelled, I started yelling like, like, don't come near us. Like, you know, like, I don't know, trying to scare it. <laughs> I know it didn't understand me, but I was just trying to yell it to scare it away. And it worked because I, I kept walking with my dog who kept like pulling at 
you know, going in the opposite direction. And it deterred whatever animal it was. Monica, I was like, your neighborhood's fucked up. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> I had myself, well, That's we were talking about, like, scenarios now, right? Those were, like, the ghosty kind of mm-hmm. weird stories. But I was telling you guys, um, a, like, a situation I was in. I went to Europe. I won tickets um, mm-hmm. to go to the uh, PGA British Open, mm-hmm. or the Open, they call it. And I took my buddy with me, and this was a couple of years back. And I was in, we were in Edinburgh, um, Scotland, and I have this knack <laughs> to find dirty massage places, <laughs> no matter where I go, right? So before I left for the trip, I broke my toe. So the doctor said to me, you can either stay home, we can fix the toe, we can be miserable, you can stay home, or you can go on the trip because we had two rounds of golf, we had everything set up and you could be in pain. But at least you'll be in pain on vacation. So I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm going on vacation in pain. So I walked around with a cane. So me and my buddy were walking through Edinburgh. I go, I found this place on Craigslist or or it wasn't it was Backpage or something like that. And I said, I'm going to go check it out. And he's like, bro, we're in the middle of Edinburgh. It gets dark out at like, you know, 11 o'clock at night. But the streets are completely empty right when it gets dark, right? So if you've ever been to Edinburgh, it's just all stone and castle looking places and it echoes when you walk. You walk with a cane and you hear footsteps and click, <laughs> footsteps click, right? Jeez. So here we are walking. He goes, this is so fucking creepy. I said, yeah, I don't know why I put myself in these situations. So I get there and he goes, well, I'm not sticking around. I'm going back to the hotel. And I was like, all right. So I find a place and I open up the door. It was like a big old, old, old hotel where you, these doors were like 10 feet high. And they were like double doors. I pulled them open and there's this huge like red rum, like, you know, the shining hallway oh, in geez. front of me. And <laughs> there's these massive staircases. Now these buildings are, you know, hundreds of years old, right? So I go up to the second floor and I go through these wooden doors. And as soon as I get into the hallway, I see this little head sticking out of one of the doors, like halfway down the hall. And she's giving me the wave sign, like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> so I got oh, this geez. cane all years. Click, click, boom, click, click, boom, click, click, boom. <laughs> So I get into the room and I'm now I'm in this room and I said, look, I'm sorry. There was doors everywhere. It was just this creepy ass room. So I told her, I'm going to have to check the room. I don't trust this. Here I am. I don't trust, right? I'm the idiot putting myself Uh in this situation, right? So I'm opening up doors. I'm looking under the bed. I'm doing all this stuff. So finally, you know, we go through the whole routine of it all. I'm there for a little while. Uh, I leave and I'm walking out and I call my buddy up and I was like, hey, come meet me. He goes, I ain't fucking going out there. It's like 1230 at night now. He's like, there's no way. So I had to walk back to the hotel, which is about, I mean, yes, and it was raining. Oh it was pouring rain and I wasn't yelling, help, baby. I hope like, it was worth it. Yeah, somebody wasn't, nobody was asking me for help, Monica. I could tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am limping with a cane and I, <laughs> I get back to the room. Yeah, it was worth it, by the way, Tess. Um, I get back to the room and, and, and my buddy says to me, I cannot believe the lengths that your penis will go through. <laughs> Right. <laughs> the situations right. that you will put yourself in for a piece of ass, basically. You know, it's like for that happy ending. Yes. Yeah. You're in a foreign country. Okay. You're you're walking through the middle of Edinburgh and just to find a piece of ass, you know? <laughs> so yes, there that is crazy. situations that I put myself in. I think to myself, what am I doing? But I don't think about it. Until after I finished the deed. Yeah, because you're thinking with your yes. dick until you finish the Exactly. Deed. All would you the way do up that to now? that point. Would I do if that now? Single, if you were single, would you do that yes, now? Yes, 100%. If I was single, <laughs> yes, I would totally do that again. I know I would. I know exactly what I would do. I used to go to Taiwan all the time on business and stuff. And I would always find what I needed. I, I, oh they'd come goodness. to my room. So, oh wait my a minute. God. So... Are you finding these things because you're looking on sites that are notorious for them? Or do you just, how do you know? So here's the funny part. In Taiwan, this is going to sound crazy, right? I just looked in the newspaper. <laughs> they, they, they give you the daily newspaper that used to come to your door. Yeah. And I would look in there yeah. and it would always be in English. Because they don't, you know, I don't know if Chinese yeah. people or don't do that. But <laughs> What would they say in English? <laughs> girls. Seriously, what would it say? Massage. Oh. Massage. Girls, you know. Come to you, huh. come to you. It got to the point where I was there and I would call the number and they're like, oh, Mr. Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> do you think they do it for girls too or just guys? Oh, I'm sure they would do it for girls. They'll do it for anybody. If you got really? money, they'd do anything. 
Yeah. And wow. then, you know, while they're interesting, and, and it's so funny because it's so transactional. They come in, you know, they clean up for a little bit. They come in, they just immediately want to start. There's no foreplay. There's no nothing. It's like, I got to get done with there's this no conversation so I can yeah. move on yeah. to the next person. It might be, it might be controversial, but I kind of understand that transaction of money of sex. I, do I understand too. I sex agree. is a transaction. I, I totally do because the, there's a something about touch. And I remember one time I went to a, a massage, I went to a massage place that was a, it was an Asian variety. I don't know which one. I'm sorry to say. But I went and the guy that massaged me didn't speak any English and I didn't speak his language. And his hands felt so good on my back. And I remember laying there thinking, touch my ass, touch my ass. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't thinking that. I was just thinking, I understand why people pay for touch because it's just, it's just a human need. Right. Well, you know? I'm paying for touch. People that I'm don't looking have to pay for touch way. plus. Let's put it. Let's put it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I, that's what I was talking about that kind of touch when I said, when I understand why people pay for touch, because it's like, it's, if you don't have it any other way, I can understand oh, it's, it. It's it a there's fact. no must, no fuss, no bullshit, mm-hmm. no drama. Right. So I totally get that. I get yeah, it. Yeah. When I was in, in massage school and I started doing all that massage, uh, uh, like I worked at the spa and everything, uh, a lot of people that would come in and we were taught this in massage school. You're going to get a lot of people that are completely overweight, like hairy as a dog, yeah. like 90 yeah. years old. And it's because people don't touch them. Mm-hmm. They don't care yes. about the massage. Makes they sense. just yeah. want human contact for 60 minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes and, sense. And it's that true. Like, makes a lot of I think sense. I may have spoke on this on one of the previous episodes. Stop me if I have. Um, but like when I was doing massage, I had a 90-year-old woman come or an 80-year-old woman come in. And she was on the table and she was as skinny as you could be and frail. And I was just basically just, you know, what do you call it? Effleuraging her, just massaging and stroking and everything. And she just starts crying. Now we were warned about this. They have like emotional releases. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, they tell you just step away, ask if they're okay. Can you get them some water and tell them y'all, I'll leave the room. I'll give you a minute. So when I said that, she's like, no, 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 don't go, don't go. Can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, this is, you know, no problem. Do do whatever you want, whatever makes you comfortable. Well, she was a concentration camp survivor. Oh. And she was telling me about the atrocities that happened. And I don't know if she was in Auschwitz or if she was in Dachau, um, but she saw her parents killed. And I mean, and so I said, can I go get your granddaughter? And she says, yeah. So her granddaughter sat in the room with me and was, she was telling us both all of this stuff growing up and how she got taken away and serious, like, you know, like the same, the Anne uh, Frank stories, right? Hiding underneath the floorboards, hiding in outhouses, just like trying to get away from the Nazis. And we sat there together. Her, her granddaughter and I, and we were in tears listening to this person. And we we're like, I'm, and I was apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry for crying. This was your experience. Like, she's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. You, you know, you, you, you feel, you have feelings, right? And mm-hmm. her granddaughter afterwards, like, so this woman wound up coming back to me like four or five more times and she would. Did she talk the so whole time or she come from massage? She came for massage. She would relax a little while and then she would just start talking. And she would, and oh, wow. it would, after that, she didn't really talk about the, the camp. She would talk about her life growing up and like when she got out of the, when the war ended and how she was. And, and we wound up like having this, this little like friendship type thing. But yeah, she came back over wow. and over again. And her granddaughter was like, would come with her all the time and tell me she does not do this with anybody. Like she would never do this well, with anybody. She, felt, she felt so comfortable with you. And I'm thank God that yeah. I had the training I had to, you know, to recognize what was going on. But I, you know, I fell for it. But you're right, Tess. Like human touch is a big thing. Is it, it is. scary and creepy? Yeah. Did we go off the end of it? Just tangent a little bit, but. Well, that's okay. No, <laughs> that's I, what I have to agree. It's the thing I miss the most of all, above all the things. Yeah. The thing I miss the most about in the thing I have with about being lonely or alone is human touch. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes you don't even realize how much you miss it until you get yeah. it again. It's true. Like, and then you're like, oh boy, how'd I do without this? Yep. Like, yeah. and I know every night when I like go to bed, like, like Emma will be sleeping next to me and like, she'll be reading a book or something. And I'm telling, no, 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 no. And I make her assume the position so I could spoon. And then I pass oh. out. And then she can resume reading if she, she starts wants. snoring and wakes me up anyway. But, <laughs> but that's the comfort of it. Right. It's not sexual. It's yeah. not anything. It's just the comfort, the warmth coming off of them, you know? Pretty cool yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I had another, sorry. Do you have another, another scary story? Well, same kind of, same massage thing. I was, oh, <laughs> this was back when I was in Jersey. I just remember um, I went to this one place and I would go to Asian massage parlors all the time when I was younger. Uh, it just was simple, right? When I, if I was in between girlfriends or wives, <laughs> you know, like we just, 
You know, just like trying to, like you said, looking for that human touch. You're not with anybody for a while. It wasn't like the old days. You'd go to the bar, pick somebody up, take them home. As you got older, you know, you it, it wasn't as available, right? Um, but I remember going one time to this place I found in, in on on Craigslist. I get down. It was right on Easton Avenue, Monica, by the way. And I was uh, I go into the place and I see this. You know, there was a white woman there. So it turns out that these are like Russians now. So now I'm terrified. No. <laughs> nope. Here's the thing about going to the massage places, right? First of all, you're not telling anybody, oh, I'm going to get a massage. That's like a secret, mm-hmm. right? So nobody knows where you're at. I parked the car mm-hmm. three blocks down the road. So nobody sees me parked in the parking lot, right? <laughs> I walk in there. I see this woman. And when I get into the room, she was so direct. Like there was a woman behind the glass. And she's like, you know, go to that room. <laughs> So I go oh to that God. room and I'm in there and the girl comes in there. You've been here before? And I was like, no, I've never been here before. She's like, okay, this is the menu. Look at the menu. Tell me what you want. And I was like, this is now I'm now I'm feeling bullied, right? And I'm like, no means no, right? <laughs> so I get on the table. She's like, you needed a safe I, word. I, I needed a safe word, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and at the time, like I had like, a, I think I had like 80 bucks on me. It was like 60 for the massage. I thought 60 for the massage, 20 for the happy ending, like the tip, two, 20 bucks for the tip. And I'm leaving. Never been to a Russian place before. Well, when I get there, it was the menu was like 200 for this, 600 oh for this. And I was like, oh my God, now I'm terrified. I'm thinking to myself, if I go in there and tell this girl, you know, I, I don't, I can't afford the menu or I got 20 bucks to spend. She's going to take it out in kidneys. Like somebody's oh going to come in. And they're going to hold me down. So I basically, <laughs> I, I took my shirt off. I said, oh, I just need a shoulder rub. So it cost me $80 for a 15-minute shoulder rub. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, no. oh, my God. Because I was terrible. I never even took my pants off. I literally. Just the like, Russian menu costs more than the Vietnamese menu. Was, yes, the whole thing, right? And I was terrified, <laughs> thinking to myself, they're going to, they're going to, you know, take my organs. They're going to throw me in the canal. Right across the street. No one's going to weigh me down with, with sinkers or something. Nobody would never know what of, happened to you. No one's ever going to know what happened. They're just going to find my car. They kind of need a reason, don't they? Afraid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were you afraid the reason was going to be she didn't have enough money well, on me? It was just, we have never been, because I've never been to a Russian. And you hear horror stories yes, about these, right? The important thing was, how was the massage? I was you no, I was, had two hundred dollars on you. No, I was terrified the whole time. I was literally terrified. You're like, let me get out of here with my. Yes, life. that's why I said, oh, okay, that was really good. Thank you. Here's the eighty. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh my goodness! And she, yeah, she just said goodbye, and it was like, and you never went, never back. went back. Oh my god! And I think that place wound up closing down a couple months later. But yeah, think. <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, God, you're, I'm, you don't tell anybody where you're going. So if God forbid something happens to you, you're like no one's ever gonna know. You know, there'll be, there'll be like, you know, suspicions. I'll be on that true crime, you know, and a lot of my buddies would be like, he was at a massage parlor. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> took his organs. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I put oh myself my in some pretty weird, you know, situations that could have totally been avoided. It's funny because yeah, as much as I like sex and all my safety goes above my orgasms for real. Well, <laughs> I could never do well, that. Part of the excitement. You know, like you talked about, like when I, I was joking around with you when you said when this guy's hands were on you, on your back, and I said, oh, put yeah. him on my ass. Well, that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But- and this guy was like, he was not young either. He was an older guy, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It just, he had strong hands and just felt really good. And I just remember thinking in that moment, in that exact moment, I remember thinking, I get it why people, I do. I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it's funny because I think back when, because I don't go to massage places anymore. I mean, thank God, because I spend money in a casino now. <laughs> I don't have the time to go <laughs> yeah. to those places. Uh, but yeah. like when I was going, I think about all of these scenarios I put myself in and all over the place, no matter where I went. I went to go visit you, Tess. I found a place. You know what I mean? Like I go to <laughs> I go to Florida. I find a place. I go no matter where I go. Yeah, but that's what I mean. How do you There's, know? That's How do you know I, it's that kind well, of place? Really, I, I know that Brian and I have driven around in his car and i go what about that one brian he goes that's dirty what about that one brian that's not that's okay what about that one brian that's dirty how do you how do you know because like, there's a huge a, neon sign that says open at 11 30 at night <laughs> that's how you know that's the only criteria it's pretty much the only because right now it's really hard you got to go on a you know like what i do is i go on like i would go on asian massage near me 
And then there's a thing called uh, Rub Maps. You mean that's a website? Yes, a, there is. There's a There's a website okay. called Rub Maps. Oh my god! Okay, okay. so <laughs> definitely never heard of that if one. You subscribe to it if you look it up right now. You can say there. You you can find the places in your area, and they're all blurred out. You have to pay a, a subscription. But back when I was going on Rub Maps, you got at least six or seven free looks before you had to subscribe and get the rest of the you know the reviews. So from that point, you can go on Rub Maps and just see which places are available in your area, and it's pretty safe to say that they're dirty. So that was yeah. a really great to go on, a place to go on. But like when I was going, like it didn't matter where I went. I can't think of a place where I've ever been that I didn't find like a, one of those places, whether it be on like a, like Craigslist or Backpage or all of those places. Well, Backpage is for stuff like that. Or it, no? Yeah. Well, it was big. Like it was Craigslist was the big thing until people started killing everybody on it. Right. Yeah. And then they said, okay, we're not doing it anymore. So Backpage kind of filled in the gap. So you could find all this stuff on Backpage, but then they got wise to that, so they stopped doing that. But Rub Maps, if you could subscribe, if you want to subscribe to it, it will show you all these different places. So is it like mas- just massage places, or is it specific massage? It's places? It's supposed to be specific massage, but yeah, if you're looking for happy endings and stuff like that. Wow, interesting. That would be a uh, that would be an interesting experiment to conduct sometime to feel to see if I can figure that. Well, out. what I. <laughs> Well, why it said to you once before, Tess, I think, well, why don't you go with me to one of these places and then you tell me if they did anything to you. But do you have to ask for well, it? Well, I mean, for guys, they just kind of, you know, they, they joke around with you, right? Like, you know, I know you guys are listeners. See how you Our respond. listeners can't see this, but I'm doing the jerk you off motion. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, they do this to you. They look at you or they put their finger over their mouth like, shh, you know, and they do this. Yeah. And, you know, and then they just do like. May I do the sucky thing? I've been to a massage place where it's Asians who gave the massages, and I never got asked that. Well, let me just say this for the record. There is a lot, a lot of legitimate Asian. Not all Asians do this. (laughs) They don't all do that. I go to, there's a place that Em and I go here that they're Asian, and they're wonderful, and they do not even come close to that. You can't even take your underwear off. Yeah, the place that I referred to, I don't believe is that kind of place either. The place where I said I had that guy massage me. I don't believe that's a, that kind of place either. I, but I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. exactly. Like, but there are things where, like, you know, there's like the unwritten rule is kind of like, you know, you when you're on your back. Well, for guys, when you're on your back and there you are, just fully erect, you don't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's the answer, right? But some guys are some guys. Okay, wait a minute. Couldn't some guys get erect but not be expecting a happy ending? I think that if you're a guy going there, you're expecting a happy ending. I'm sorry. Especially, the, really? let me say this, the places that I would find, if you're a guy, that you're expecting something. Sorry. <laughs> Demetrius. Dem- am I wrong, Demetrius? Have you ever gone to one? No. <laughs> no, I got better things to spend my money on. <laughs> Didn't seem like his speed. No, you know what it is? I'm too afraid of ending up on the news just being walked out. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. You were hanging out with Robert Kraft? <laughs> <laughs> he said I could get free tickets to the game. Oh my god. Yeah, I think we surpassed creepy a long time ago. This is just kind of interesting oh, yeah. because I'm like I'm Oh no, like, I'm creepy. Trust me. It was you cre- first told me <laughs> I am bringing no, up No, your experiences were creepy, but like the conversation now has just turned into like I'm just kind of like interested in how like how this all like unfolds. That's all. I remember, you know, there was what was that show that um Jennifer Love Hewitt did. Oh, was that with they Sigourney Weaver? Like where they were the con artists? Oh, no. No, I don't remember Sigourney Weaver. But it's just, to me, it's just all very interesting how this all unfolds because I'm such an innocent when it comes to stuff like that. When it comes to stuff I'm like that. Not innocent ever. <laughs> well, I mean, like, going somewhere, paying for it, like, that kind of thing. When I say something like that, I mean, You know, that. Tess, some... Obviously, I'm not innocent. Some massage but, places have four-handed massage. You could have two women massage you at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did mention in a prior episode that I was interested in being with two girls. Back when I lived at home years ago, I used to go to a two-handed massage and everything. And they used to get mad at me because they expected me to tip twice. Like the two different, you know, I was like, wait a minute, man. I was going to give you 40. So now you get 20 and you get 20. (laughs) Yeah. You bring her in, then you split the money. That's right. You split it. Yeah. But no, I did say there was something else I was going to say too. And I completely forgot what it was. Does anybody have any more scary stories? I can't think of any. Well, yeah, that was it. Thank you, D. The client list. <laughs> that was it. That was. I like that show. It was an interesting show. I don't even know what that is. 
I never saw it. Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt worked in a massage parlor where they they dressed in lingerie and they, you know, oh. yes. Was that a finished was that a TV off. show? Not a reality show. Yeah, it was a TV show for a while. No, it was a TV show. It was not a reality show. Here's the other weird part about the massage places. I would go so often to some of them that, like, I formed relationships with the girls. You go back and see the same person over and over then. And the one girl, she she was married. You know, she was an Asian girl, beautiful Asian girl. And uh, I would go visit her over and over again. And it took a while to build that trust and that relationship. But it got to the point where while I was in there, like I would would still tip. It was like a transaction, but like we were having sex on the tables. We were, you know, we were doing everything you could think of on these days. And I, I was, I knew this woman for like, you know, after like we got, I was going there for probably about five, six years. Oh, wow. Consistently. Yeah. So yeah, connection I, there. Oh yeah, and she was gorgeous. She was absolutely gorgeous, and I'm still friends with her to this day. But like, the fact of the matter is, is like we had this like behind the scenes. I was married, she was married, and we had. And I remember my wife called me out on it one time. I like she said, "I know you're fucking blah blah blah." You know, <laughs> I was like, "What are you crazy?" And I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh, wow, six cents kicking in hard. <laughs> you know, wow. <laughs> but we were probably going yeah, to the massage wow. place too too many times. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh my! Well, I would just say I'm going here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually say. Um, and I think about is every time I would go, it was like a hundred bucks. Oh my It was goodness, sixty, uh, sixty and forty, sixty and forty, right? And I think about over the years how much money I've spent on these things. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh! I there's well, your house. Yeah, I could have a lot of money. There's my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Everybody has their guilty pleasure, you know. And I don't even mean that like sexually. I just mean that everybody, the stuff women spend on beauty. Oh, yeah. Come oh, on. I get it, Tess. Like, that, I buy like, it's like everybody's got something they spend. I don't a bit really money need on. it. If you work hard, you get, there's this, mm-hmm. if you work hard, there's, you should be able to spend some money on something that brings you joy. But here's the problem. I was still doing it on the side for free with other people, but I kept going back to the massage thing because it was an addiction. Like you said, that yeah, touch. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, that's a whole different yes, stick. Yes, the it's touch. And I was so addicted stick. to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you'd start, you yeah. knew what to expect. You knew the routine. You knew what it was going to come down. Yeah. You knew exactly when they were going to start tickling around the butthole. And then it just started from there. <laughs> Demetrius yeah. is like, I want to go the tickle so around bad. the butthole. That's Pink funny. <laughs> so do you want to get back? Do you have any other creepy stories? Or is that, is that? Is well, no, any other? those weren't creepy enough for you. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, I'm just like, kidding. I didn't want to, like, we did, we kind of digressed as we normally do, <laughs> or like went off on a tangent about the experience. And I just didn't want to like lose our topic if there was more to share. No, I think when I brought up the topic with, with D, we were talking about it. And then what, like you said, we talked, I think that was kind of where I wanted to go, like the situations that you would put yourself in that were creepy. Yeah. Like, in other words, if you were a girl and you decided to go on a blind date. In, in in the woods for a picnic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God, so, oh, fuck that. You know what I mean? But yeah. yeah. That's the kind of yeah, yeah, things yeah. I was thinking, right? I mean, it is funny, too, because when I went on my first, not blind date, but met the first girl I ever hooked up with, I met her at a bar, and I left with her in her car the night I met mm-hmm. her from the bar, and I would have never done that with a man that I just right. met at the bar. Like, I would I never get in a guy's car, but I got in her car. I felt less threatened for some reason. Yeah, and you don't know if there's but, some dude um, in the trunk? I didn't, no, but... You know, I had been back and forth with her on uh, a web a site for a while and emailing. And by the time I met her and we were there for a couple of hours, I I don't know, I felt safe. Right. But- I get it. But like say, D, you've mentioned, right? He doesn't want to be a statistic. He doesn't want to be on the news, right? Yeah. But like the truth <laughs> yeah. of the matter is, I remember because my, so my sister worked at this place and she's like, my do- my, uh, my boss rented out the upstairs to these Asians. And yeah. we think that there's dirty massage going on out there. She's like, well, you want to go check it out for us? <laughs> so I was like, It's like everybody yeah. knows you know how to spot them, Brian. You got us. Yeah, sense. my whole family knows. Like, I don't, you know me, I don't lie about shit. So I was like, I yeah. go, I go there one day after, you know, after hours, I, I get up there and, and, um, it turns out I, I came the next day. I told her, Oh my God, it's dirty. And I said, and it's a good dirty one too. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this isn't just like, That's Oh, funny. we'll just, you know, do this, but they did everything. Right. So the kicker of it all. So the two things that came out of it, they said that they raided the place about like, you know, cause I guess my, the boss had, told them and so the cops set up a sting there so they raided the place about like two months later they arrested a bunch of guys one of the guys kids was a 
patient at the office where my sister was working. The father was a, er, the daughter was a patient. The guy got, the the, uh, wife divorced him. She took away. He lost his job because he was all over the news. So what happened was they started realizing that the pipes weren't working and everything. So it was in the house, right? It was in a big ass house where they could rent the upstairs. So they had the plumber come in and and they said, well, there's a blockage and everything like that. So they had to have the township come in, shut off the water. They go in there. They open up the pipes. There's nothing but towels and condoms and everything all being flushed down the toilet. Oh, that's that's terrible. Yeah, so it's creepy. As I said, the situations that I used to put myself in is nuts. I was addicted. Yeah. I had a weird experience once that it completely changes this conversation because I had somebody pull me out of the ocean when I was drowning once. And I think he, I don't think he was real. I think he was a spirit. Oh. So that was kind of, that was kind of interesting. Do you have an umbrella? Um, (laughs) no umbrella. Surfboard, actually. Surfboard. I was, I was... I was in the ocean and I was, I was drowning. I was losing my footing to the, the, what do you call that? Sand waves. uh, The waves. Yeah. The undertow. That's what it was. And I was, I was a latter teenager and I was older teenager and I was in a bikini and I was, I don't know. I don't know who I was there with and I don't know where they were, but I was losing control and I was struggling and this guy reached his hand out to me and he had like longish brown hair and he had the white you know, sunscreen mm-hmm. on his nose. And he pulled me all the way to the shore and I like this by the hand. And as he pulled me out, like I had to like readjust my top. Mm-hmm. Right. So I readjusted my top, literally looked around for him and he was fucking vanished. Oh, jeez! You readjusted it for him to see nipple. No, I wasn't flashing him. I was trying to fix it because it had gotten displaced while he dragged me out of the water. And so I, I looked up the beach. I looked down the beach. I looked everywhere. I looked in the water. I scanned the water. So I'm thinking maybe he jumped back in the water with a surfboard. The guy had vanished. Like I'm convinced to this day that he didn't, Jeez, he wasn't that's, real. That's creepy. How long did it take you to readjust? Not that long. That's my wow. point. It was super quick. I adjusted and I looked everywhere. Even if he had ran off, mm-hmm. he wasn't because I looked up to thank or him. Even if he like, went I looked into up to, the waves to thank or something. I looked. How long would he stay under? Like, he would he had a surfboard. He wouldn't have been all the way under. And I just looked and looked and looked and looked and I couldn't find him anywhere. And I'm like, this guy wasn't fucking real. That's just, that's just, that's just what I deduced. Right or wrong, that's what I deduced. It wasn't my time to go. What are you giggling at over there? (laughs) She got saved by Aquaman. That's what that was. (laughs) (laughs) A merman. brown hair. A merman. A merman. Damn, if that's the case, I'm going to go out there and fake a drowning. Oh, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't know. It was just, it was, I wouldn't say, I don't know if I'd put it in the creepy category, but it was just definitely something It's pretty scary when you're drowning and you can't, like, get out of the water. And I agree, that undertow was serious. No, that was creepy, but I'm saying, like, the fact that he, like, it wasn't creepy. I wasn't in a scary space or, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like, Mm -hmm. the fact that he may not have been real was just kind of a kind of cool i thought yeah that is kind of like cool maybe it was just some like a guardian angel or something took human form and is it one of those things where you just recompose like yourself and went back in the water and said fuck that i'm done i'm going to the beach i don't know what the fuck i did <laughs> i have no recollection to be honest with you i don't he just remembers the i guy. don't know but i gotta tell you something i my sister was drowning when she was little and i went screaming up to the blanket to my mom and my mom's friend and so i saved by my sister's life because of that and so this but there were a few things I think along the way that happened when I was little that made me not very interested in the ocean anymore, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, yeah, I don't go in the ocean either, but for Jaws reasons, <laughs> yeah, that too. Wanna, that's kind of scary. I'm afraid of drowning. Yeah. I don't want to be bitten by a shark. Afraid of getting eaten. <laughs> yeah. I watched that. What was that movie? Soul Surfer? Yeah. Nope. That was rough. Yeah. For me, it'd it be was, the version was, where you bite your penis off, right? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> not a lid. They go right after that. Yeah. It's not an appendage you want to live nope. without. I live way too safe to have creepy experiences. No dark alleys, mm. no bad neighborhoods. I mean, I grew no. up in a I grew up in a rough neighborhood. Um, Where Monica grew up, that was creepy enough. Yeah, I grew up in a pretty pretty rough neighborhood. Right. I mean, I uh, we had an incident one time where the the dog was barking because we had like a multi level home. And our family lived in different levels of the house. And the dog was barking and we didn't know why. So my grandmother started looking around like what's going on to see what was outside. And then at one point she opened up the curtain and 
because she was on the first floor. And when she she opened up the curtain, there was a man standing right outside the window, looking you know, like looking oh. dead at her. Oh hell, <laughs> real man. Good lord! She screamed like oh. when I was, and then we called we called the cops because it was it was pretty. Oh, yeah. Was, was he delivering scary. milk, Monica? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't find out. Oh, we had incidents where somebody because we, we were in the bad neighborhood, and there were men who had broken into the house, and my and they they were stealing stuff, and at that point, my cousins showed up at the house, and they were coming in the back door. And they were little. They were little. It was, they were, they were girls. They were young girls. Oh. And they came in through the back door. But at that point, it seemed like, cause when they walked in, everything was like, like, you know, uh, destroyed. Like all the stuff had been like, they had thrown everything everywhere. Two little girls and, came in the back door. Yeah. Because we used to come home, you know? Yeah. They came in the back door and somehow, I guess the men didn't, cause they were right there. They left right before they, the, my cousins walked into the, the house. The, I think the men thought, oh, somebody's coming home. They didn't know who it was. They thought probably oh. was an adult and they ran off. So those little girls w- didn't, nothing, nothing happened. happened to my cousins, but it was, wow. it was pretty scary because that's creepy. Cause I thought it was you, Monica. I thought somebody was telling me a story one time about some guy was under the bed when they got home. No, I forgot who it was. Oh, they, you know, they, they said they got home and their window was open and all this stuff. And there was a guy, he didn't do anything, but apparently he was like a creeper. And he was hiding Imagine. under their bed. And he wasn't stealing anything. He wasn't doing anything. But he was, it was just his fetish. He would, and when he got arrested, he got arrested for this. And he had priors. But I, I thought it was you telling me, but I forgot who it was. I know I told you a story about a guy they found in the closet. The girl kept complaining, saying she had a ghost in the closet. A ghost in the oh, closet. Oh, yeah, and that's right. And people thought she was crazy. And she, she had all this anxiety and everything. And then she found out that there was this guy living in her closet wearing her that's, clothes. Jesus. This <laughs> <laughs> is so creepy, Monica. Jeez. Oh, poor you girl. You the closet. Like crazy. You want to wear this today? <laughs> you got but this in the size 15. She just kept hearing noises. And she thought... She thought that it she thought it was a ghost and she kept That's complaining so to everybody there's a ghost there's a ghost and then they found out that it was a guy living in her closet Jesus using her Christmas. clothes I would I got busted as a kid for walking into my friend's house when they weren't home and they came home and I was there <laughs> Oh just went to their house knocked on the door nobody answered I let myself in and I was upstairs in the kids' room, like looking at their toys or something locks? when they came home. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they came home and then, of course, brought me home and told my parents and all that. But yeah, that was kind of inappropriate. <laughs> but when I was young, too, like my grandmother on my mom's side used to babysit us. And my grandmother used to, like, if, if it got dark and we still had the shades open, my grandmother would come in and say, shut those shades. You don't want any peeping Toms looking at you. They look at people through their windows and she scared the holy crap out of us. <laughs> and now right. to this day, yes, when the those, when it's dark, memories. my blinds have to be Mine shut. Mine too. Like, I'm like, I'm so weird about it. I I'm like, too. the minute it starts to get dark, I'm like, she either shut the light off or close the blinds. One yeah, I do the same I'm thing, like Tess. Too. It was I'm creepy. Like too. I don't get yeah. people who love to have their blinds open at night and let everybody see inside their house. I never get that. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how M is. That yeah. she'll let anybody look in. She don't give a shit. Oh, no, she's so oblivious yeah, no, to it. And me. I'm like, no, fuck that. Peeping tongues. Close the blinds. <laughs> Big time. I can't think of anything else creepy. No, that's... I can't either. Just like I said, I, I mean, got a whole I, bunch. Like I said, I got a bunch of creepy stories, but you know, crime stories where I grew up. But... Yeah. Well, I thought this was entertaining. More, more fodder for people to uh, think less of me. Is it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've talked before about you the have, massage parlors. Yeah, That's not new. But you never talked about your work as a massage therapist. That was interesting because I, I didn't, I've never heard you. I don't remember you talking about yeah, strangely that. Strangely enough, I've never given a happy ending. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> but I did have women, actually, not men, but I did have women, you know, rub their legs together. And I had someone grab my arm and, and my hand and push it down there once before. And I was working at a reputable place wow. and I I couldn't. And now the, the problem was, and I used to complain about this all the time, stop giving them alcohol. It's part of their spa package. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, come in. You yeah. get this package. You get a bottle of champagne with your friends. And then you wind up getting these drunk people that get on your table. And 
you know, they're going, and I say, you know, tell them, go through the spiel, get under the sheet, dress to your, undress to your comfort level. You know, they go in oh, there butt naked, laying on top of the table with a big smile on their face. When you walk in, I'm like, I'm going to put the sheet over you. No, it's too hot. I go, yeah, I know. But new, you know, New Jersey state law mandates that I have to have the, the sheet over you. Oh, come on. Nobody's going to know. <laughs> I was like, and then you're oh, like, yeah, goodness. I could get in trouble. Yeah. It oh, was, thanks. yeah, it was interesting. Um, but no, I don't have any, wow. like other than that older woman and a couple of women that, wanted to grab me and stuff like that. Nothing ever really happened. I worked, it was too reputable of a place and I didn't want to lose my job or plus it was my friend's spa. How long did you do that? For about two years. I would just do it like part-time because I have my, I always worked at where I'm working now, but I would just do it on the weekends or, you know, just spend like four hours on a Saturday or something like that just for some extra yeah. money. That's cool. It's a good yeah, skill. I wish that was dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be like that that movie. Um, what was that movie back in the day with the the kid with the extra, order of pizza with extra anchovies? Oh, Lover Boy, Lover, Lover Boy. Boy. <laughs> I love that movie. That was such yeah. A good movie. I wanted to be that guy, Monica. <laughs> but you know, he never. I think he only like slept with only like one or two of the women. Most of the women, he just gave them attention. Remember? Yeah, that's that's fine. I would be okay with that. I wouldn't mind getting paid to give someone attention. Mm-hmm. Depends on the someone. Well, I don't know. If you just have to give attention, I give attention to anybody. If I'm getting paid for that it, one oh, and, yes. that one and Deuce Bigelow were great yeah. in that sense. <laughs> that was funny. I don't think I ever saw Loverboy. Who was in that? Uh, Patrick, Patrick Dempsey. Dempsey. Yeah. I think oh, it was like his You should watch it. It's role. cute. It's a cute it's 80s really movie. It's really cute. It's a cute 80s movie. It's like yeah. one of those, you know, the, the 80s rom-com. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love those. Well, I remember him in Don't Buy Me Love, but I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I can't buy me love. I love that movie. That was cool. That was a good movie. Yeah. 80s had all those nice rom-coms. Well, anybody got any closing thoughts? I would just say, don't do what I do. (laughs) (laughs) And for the record. You're not going to be anyone's life advice. No, no. (laughs) I have been to an Asian massage parlor, and they do not always offer happy endings. And that's fine by me. That's true. I am, that is true. <laughs> I think for me, my closing comments would be, I could have a little more adventure in my life. Like, I think I could be a little less safe and I could have more fun. Yeah. It's okay to be, it's okay to be safe fun, right? But don't do what I do. Safe fun. Yeah. Like I said, I put my, <laughs> I put my, my safety above my orgasms. For yeah. Sure. I do now. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in today. As we talked about the unexplainable and the adventurous. Shout out to our producer, D for conversations that inspire our show subjects and getting us on air every week. We love to hear about any sketchy situation or creepy stories you've experienced. We're totally down for a follow-up episode on this. Come on the show and share them. Or email us at 2.5chickspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at 2.5chicks to stay up on what we're doing. We are winding down Season 3, but don't worry. We're gearing up on content for an upcoming Season 4. Don't go anywhere.